Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. So, we have some pretty turbulent times we're living in right now. Politically, uh, whether you're in Europe or in the West, I think a lot of people in the West would say, especially in the West, but uh, you have COVID and people are looking at COVID as a plague of biblical proportion. Uh, In addition, in the West, you had that huge winter storm. And there's been other things, of course. Uh, Got a lot of moving parts. Got a lot of moving parts right now, everywhere. Question is, and this is kind of the focus of a lot of people, is they're asking, hey, you know, I see all this stuff going on. Is this when Jesus is coming back? Is this it? Is this it? Is this going to be the thing? Is this going to be it? Well, the bottom line is nobody knows. Why? Because Jesus said so. Jesus said he doesn't know. Now, I've heard people argue, well, Jesus is in heaven now, and Jesus is God, so Jesus knows. All I can tell you is that he said he didn't know when he was here. And since going to heaven's a one-way trip, um, even if you go to heaven and find that out, you're not coming back to tell anybody. So, there you go. Well... We've got a few things to consider. First thing is, uh, we really have to look at a few signs having to do with the planet. All right, because I do believe the planet itself is a determiner, a factor. In when God's in when Jesus is coming back, you say, "Well, I don't know. That sounds kind of strange." Well, here's the thing, and and, and oddly enough, I'm not talking about global warming. Uh, you can throw that in there if you want, all right. But I'm talking about kind of our stewardship of the planet, where you've got uh, uh, literally in some places just wholesale destroying a forest which by the way helps us replenish replenish oxygen somewhere off the coast of uh, South America is supposed to be a garbage island I mean a massive garbage island floating in the ocean And, of course, there's uh, a lot of sea life that gets caught up in the garbage we throw in the ocean. Um, 
you know, deforestation, I already mentioned that, you know, just corporate pollution and jazz and just our own pollution, to be quite honest. Now, if that makes me sound like a tree hugger, uh, I'm not going to go that far. But here's, and, and I love trees, and hey, I'm a scout. Back when that was a good thing. <laughs> anyway, getting into listening to the planet, though, you know, the, uh, the planet, I think, kind of reacts in some ways with uh, tremors and things of that nature. Tremors, earthquakes. In fact, it says, I believe Jesus said, there will be, at the end times, uh, earthquakes in various places. Got a bunch of that. But I also want you to, to think in, in these terms. So, like, uh, we really don't appreciate God's protection right now. Now, why do I want to say that? Well, for one thing, at least in the West, you've got San Andreas Fault, by the way, and it's a massive fault, and they made a movie about it. What would happen if an earthquake happened? Well, it just so happens that an earthquake is, uh, or they call it an adjustment in those in the fault, which basically is where the fault slips, and when that happens, it causes an earthquake. We're overdue, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. Now, uh, during this documentary I saw, this particular uh, geoscientist said that in his calculation with the model he ran, the ground zero of the worst part of that earthquake would be in the Los Angeles Valley. Well, I'm certainly glad there's not a lot of people there. Oh, wait a minute, there is. Whole blooming ton of them. Well, that sounds bad. But he also went on to say that the San Andreas Fall goes off into the ocean. Hmm. All the way up to off the coast of Vancouver. In that it would probably generate a tsunami large enough to wipe Vancouver off the map. Mm-mm-mm. Well, that's a little scary. Also, if you throw into that, Yellowstone Park in the U.S. is a supervolcano. It's fairly active. Why do we know that? Because there's activity there is steam and water and minerals and all kinds of other fun stuff. And they've been watching it. And what they see don't like. But it hasn't erupted yet. Well, if it does, according to the survey, everything pretty much north of Texas is going to go into uh, Ice Age because of the, the cloud of soot that's going to block the sun out. 
well, that sounds pretty bad too. You know, and then no, so bear with me, bear with me, because you're probably thinking, well, he's kind of kind of dark today. I don't know what's going on. But also, I want to bring to mind years ago. I forget how many. There was an asteroid, and it hit Jupiter. You can Google that. It freaked people out. It was a large asteroid. It hit Jupiter and caused some surface disturbances. Uh, pretty much about the size, I think, if I remember correctly, of half our planet. You know, so I say these things to say this. The A secular attitude would be, well, you know, just it missed because it missed. Okay. Well, you know, Sandra Andreas' fault hasn't gone off because, you know, it's just not time yet. Hmm. Okay. Um. Well, you know, Yellowstone had erupted because now it's not time yet. Hmm. Okay. However, comma. In my mind, it's God's protection and His timing. It absolutely, in my opinion, is. Now, here's the thing. The devastation of the planet kind of has to do with our behavior as a people everywhere. We can affect what's happening in other countries, but we can affect what happens in our own countries. Now, um, and this is, again, probably going to make me sound like... Um, a, uh, someone who goes out and hugs trees. I do love my tree. But uh, here's the thing. I am about people. Now, I mentioned before, what are, you know, okay, so, Ellie, what is it that you think will set off, I mean, get really you know, be things to look for for the end time. I mean, the really close time when Jesus is, you know, just almost right there, right ready. There's two things definitely suggest you look at. First is something Jesus said himself in Matthew 24, 37. It starts there. And Jesus said, had this to say. Well, in fact, I'm going to back up for a second, if it's okay. Let me back up to uh, 2436, because I think this is important, too. Super important. So Jesus said, But concerning the day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. Now, he's talking about the time he's coming back. Okay? And then verse 37. For as we're in the days of Noah, 
so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware, until the flood came and swept them away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. And then he goes on to explain a little more of that. Uh, verse 24, 44 is, Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you don't expect. Okay, so look. People can make calculations and all kinds of stuff. The minute they say, Oh, I know what it is, the minute you know, they don't know. I listened to a very, very prominent Baptist preacher at a very big church in the South, in the U.S., with a very complicated explanation of when he thought Jesus was coming back. And it was sounded like some kind of calculus equation. I'm totally serious. It, it was back and forth, and, you know, look at this book, and then Joel, and then Revelation, and Daniel, and Isaiah. It was like, whoa. And he was very serious. But here's the thing. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But do you get do you get this do you get the idea? Jesus is saying these people are wrapped up in their own lives. They're having a party, you know. They're partying. They're you know, marriage, given in marriage, and they were oblivious to what they were doing because they didn't care. They were unengaged with God. Or anyone else, for that matter. They're just kind of living their own thing, you know? Well, here's the problem of, you know, of the quote, you do you. Is you, you need to do you with God. It's important. God, you know, we all have different personalities. God works with everyone in a different way. But we have to let him do us, if that makes sense. But they were totally unaware, and it says, verse 39, 20, uh, Matthew twenty four thirty nine, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. You know, I, can you imagine? They're, they're like, going, you mean it sure is raining a lot? Good grief. Look at all this water. I wonder what's going on. Gee, maybe we need to find, find, you know, have her move the wedding to the high high ground under the tent. Okay, so then that's one thing. Do a search in your Bible or on your phone or in your computer of of and and use this phrase: "Days of Noah." Days of Noah. You, and read the passages that go with that. That'll that'll show you something pretty interesting. Now the other thing I want to bring it, you know, bring out is mentioned in Judges verses seventeen and six. 
It says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And guess what? <laughs> you can go to Judges twenty-one twenty-five. And it says the same thing. And then in Proverbs, uh, it's mentioned several times in Proverbs, this particular phrase, right in his own eyes. Do a search on that. Right in his own eyes. Proverbs 12.15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 16.2 All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Okay, so, so what are you getting at? What are you getting at, L.A.? Okay, I'm getting at this. When we quit using the Bible as a standard, and we look at it and we say, "Oh, that's just a bunch of bunch of stuff that you know, just trying to ruin my day." That's what that's there for. When you when you get wrapped up in situation ethics, and situation ethics basically is, well, that's that that may work for you, but it doesn't work for me. If we quit using the Bible to help guide our behavior, we're doing what's right in our own eyes. And by the way, lawyers, no matter where they are, will help you. <laughs> will help you figure that, you know, will help you uh, uh, do what's right in your own eyes. In a way, you know, that's kind of, in the West, that's kind of how the legal system works. What we need to be doing is what's right in God's eyes. Now, that's hard. It's hard to pull off. It takes a lifetime. It also takes intense study of His Word. Because the Spirit will show you how to live what God's asking you to do. long time ago at the beginning in the Garden of Eden Satan took Adam and Eve's focus off of and specifically Eve of course but Adam went along with it because he was a goo and he was a thing what Satan said was hath God said did God really say that? Did you? I mean, are you for real? Because I've talked to God before, and that doesn't sound like what God said. And that's what Satan does. Takes your eyes 
off of what of God's word and puts it on you and then says, are you sure? Did he really say you couldn't eat any of the trees in the garden? Well, it wasn't what God said. God said that one tree. But you see, he twists his stuff. That's why it's important to know the word. Because if you have the word, you have a standard. And the standard helps you live and get blessed. Because if you want a blessed life, if you want God to totally bless your life beyond your ability to even take it in, then we have to we have to live our lives according to his word. Now, instead of thinking about, oh man, you know, you know, Jesus come back or this is going to happen or are we in tribulation or we need to be focused on God's word and living the life and reaching out and praying to God and studying his word so that when Jesus comes back, he finds us doing what he asks us to do. And that's really, really what's important. So, with that in mind, I want you to keep on speaking it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your life.